Yes, John. Mr. Matt, we're here. We're Thanks here. for having us, my friend. Thank you for coming. This is an iconic backdrop. We're in a Sam's Chicken, North London. Where, where are we? Hendon? We're in Hendon, baby. Come on. Now, Pug Shoots. Hello, mate. Hello. This, that is a very Christmassy coffee cup you've got there. Can't be a bit of Costa. Yeah, Costa. Cheap plug. Bless up. Yeah, here we go. Now, Jonathan. Yes, sir. Those that, people that don't know who you are, let's, um, let's rewind. Where did it all start? Where are you from? Tell us about your upbringing because I think you've got a wicked story to tell, particularly leading into this content creator world we're living in now. So, um, it started in a jolly place called Roehampton, the second largest council estate in the UK. Um, my mother was a um, catering manager. So, being half Middle Eastern and factoring in the, you know, her job, uh, food was at the epicenter of you know, my life. In fact, food was my life. Um, was a bit of a bad boy. Uh, wasn't, the, wasn't the most squeaky clean in the world, but um, I decided one day, do you know what? I've had enough of this. Um, let me go down the right path. Um, entered into the world of sales, business development, then um, left that. Uh, was a facilities manager. Then we got put into lockdown, right? And it was during lockdown, I didn't want to be one of the many that was complaining about, I've got nothing to do. So I, you know, spent time on YouTube, just learning like things like, you know, how to take a good picture because I was already doing food blogging uh, as a hobby. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to see what I could do with it and go from there. So that's how it all began, lockdown. Yeah. And then it, I'm assuming it snowballed pretty quickly from there. <sighs> you would like to think so. Um, I started life on uh, Instagram using the same sort of like character. Um, and for some reason that just did not resonate with the um, you know, Instagram audience whatsoever. I climbed to like 5,000 followers pretty quickly. Um, but then for the next like four months, I just plateaued. Um, but then I knew about TikTok uh, because my younger cousins, my cousin's younger daughter was using the platform. Yeah. And this was at a time when you know, the platform was garnered more toward ki towards kids. Um, you know, they were doing the miming, the dancing. Uh, but then I started to see the demo of, you know, the end user uh, evolve. And I studied the platform pretty hard. So understanding who's using it. Generation Z latched onto it like Gen X latched onto Instagram. So try to understand the psychology of, you know, somebody who is Gen Z. Um, with that deep work plus a lot of luck, I launched my first TikTok video and pff, off to the races I went. You've got a pretty uh, distinctive style. Talk to me about that. <laughs> I mean, like, is that, did, did that evolve over the course of a few videos? Because you walk in now and you're scanning the menu, you're talking to someone, you know what you're getting. It's, it's becoming this like uh, legendary rhythmical, <laughs> it's like a rhythmical dance. So... You know, considering that I came from a uh, urban background, let's yep. just say, um, I understood that you know the way that I communicated on TikTok had to be in that style with the volume turned way up because I think what a lot of people who first started using TikTok from Instagram didn't grasp is that this is entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's not like Instagram. Instagram is like showcasing and everything looks pretty and everything looks nice. Where with TikTok, you've got to entertain. If you don't entertain, you're going to sink. And I just was like, right, let me use, you know, my lingo from the past 
turn the volume way up. And I had a bit of a format, but it was only over time that format began to develop yeah. into some. So Leng Leng, for example. Yeah, yeah. you got some mad catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that was a happy accident. Because I've even started using some of your shit. It's only right, mate. Yeah, yeah started right. I've started dashing my rubbish. I've started, yeah, yeah. Trashing the rubbish. Come on. Yeah, yeah, come on. Mate, I swear to God, I'm going to start <laughs> taking some of, some of yours, mate. Trust me. But it was That's just like a happy accident. So for me, it was, uh, I, I, I thought it was really important that when you do the voiceover, because I, I wanted to create a bit of a mystique, right? So I looked at my reflection in the mirror. Yeah. Um, if you don't know me, you would think, oh, he's a respectable young man, uh, young man, young-ish man. But then you're hearing the voice before you see my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then all of a sudden you're like, shit, is this, is this guy actually narrating this or has he got somebody else to do it? So that was the... There's the, an error of mystique about it, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. But like I said, I found it very important that you do the voiceover in one take. And so it just sounds as authentic as possible. So that's literally... So mm. I went in there with a bit of a formula. Over time, um, it just, you know, I started scanning the menu, checking if cleanliness was an issue, um, and it seemed to, yeah, it just seemed to be the winning formula, so I ran with it. So, how long does it take you to do a voiceover, would you say? Oh, my God. Right, so it can take me as little as 15 minutes and as long as an hour to do a voiceover. Yeah, but well that's like a 30-second voiceover, though, right? Or one minute, one like max, max. Max, yeah, one minute. So, I go in there with absolutely nothing written down. I just remember my experience. Chances are I've you know, gone there on the day, I'm doing the voiceover on the day, but I just wanna make sure that I've hit every single point. And you know, my voiceovers are, you know, they, they, you know, I can make a mistake, oh shit, I have to start again. That's the peril of doing it in one, but the end result yeah. is, is the very best. You're not gonna get, when you stop, yeah, for start, sure, stop, for start, sure, for sure. Know? We're operating in a live shop here, by the way, and I definitely caught a mad eye contact with that geezer on the way out there, and it was like, see you, mate, sorry about that. <laughs> it's got to be a first, isn't it? Yeah. Live podcast. I, what do you think, people watching it? I think this is kind of cool, doing it in a live shop. And Sam's too. Do you know what? I mean, look, a bit of a backstory with Sam's, okay? So oh, this is good. You tell us about this. Hey, this I've is a mad little story. This is the thing, right? So people seem to think, oh, you know, you just, you know, you, 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 you know, suck at the teat of Sam's because, you know, you work for them. Well, look, let's, let's get it right. I was a fan of Sam's since I was 12 years old, okay? I should oh, man, have that's been, amazing. Mate, 12. Like, let's get it right. Uh, almost quarter of a century. <laughs> um, and I should have been a staunch Morley's fan, being from South London. Um, when I used to go to Morley's, and it's not me just pooing on them, this is just, again, an honest, you know, sharing of experience. The wings were too spicy for me when I was that age, right? And, you know, the burger, I, I used to love a burger. So if you didn't have mold on the bun, it was a good day. <laughs> it, it was a really good day, right? Shots fired. Shit. Yeah, shot, no, but no, it's not. I swear, I'm being honest. If you didn't have mold. If you didn't have mold, you just knew. Rejoice. Like, yeah, mate, listen, like, get on your knees and fucking thank God. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, I stumbled across the Sam's. One of my friends introduced me. Like, so we went to an after-school thing at his school. Uh, we then went to Sam's. It was the two for two, two strip burger, two chips, two pounds. Then three wings for 99p. Bro, I'm eating. I'm being fed for two pound 99. Yeah, that's right? mad. And the food was banging. Like, it was banging. So 
I literally got into fights with my friends. So some were Colonel fans, some were Morley's fans, and then there was like me, the Lone Ranger, the Sam's fan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's that's where my love affair began at 12 years old. And um, when I started doing the the uh, food blogging on Instagram, um, one of the first posts was Sam's. Yeah. I went there as a customer, you know. Yeah. Um, and now, due to my TikTok and due to the successes um, of you know the, those videos. And I work for Sam's. That's cool. Imagine that. You've obviously got a, uh, a flair for social media and stuff. So what is the actual job? Are you like an ambassador for Sam's now? So my job function with Sam's is social media and marketing manager. Oh, that's, how good is that? You can not, through your hobby, you've landed yourself a career now, a job that, you know, you're, you're obviously got a talent and a flair with. Mate, through my passion. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think, that's why people like you, like maybe me, you know, we stand out because what we do, we do it because it's a passion. Yeah, we don't yeah, do yeah. it, you know, it's nothing worse than somebody doing something because they feel they have to, you know, you don't, you don't, it, it doesn't connect with, you know, your perspective audience. So yeah, man, look, it's privilege and pleasure. I'll always yeah, say sick. that. Well, one question I've got uh, for you, bro, is that you're obviously, uh, this is an interesting one. You obviously love your fried chicken. <laughs> obviously. Yep. But on a mad level, the same way I love the kebabs and my, my food. Where did the knowledge and stuff come from in terms of spices, your flavors? Is that literally just years of like, of product testing where you've started <laughs> to build up a dictionary in your head of what's hot and what's not? Because um, you're quite speaking to you off camera. Sorry to interrupt, John. No, no. You're very knowledgeable about your, the crisp, the coating, what's gone into it. You can tell you're very, very knowledgeable in your craft. And I think not, you know, yeah, you're a bit of a performer on TikTok, but you are very knowledgeable about what you do, which is interesting. So where did that come from? That literally came from um, watching my mum cook in the kitchen. Um, and also, like you said, man, years of fucking product testing. Um, you know, being able to tell the difference between if they use like, you know, corn flour or, um, what's the other one they traditionally use? Corn flour or- Starch. Starch, yep, thank you. Um, you know, what sort of seasoning they use. Because again, like, you know, being half Middle Eastern, you know, we use a range mm. of different mm. seasonings. So you're able to identify like what has been used. And, you know, you go to Morley's, right? You, you, can, you can taste that strong, like black pepper, cayenne pepper, salt kick. You know, you come to Sam's, you know, you've got that strong, you know, um, like cayenne pepper with a bit of other things. I can't say what. Oh, secrets. Uh, I thought you were about no, to drop the secret no, squirrel then, bruv. Can't do that, can't do that. Um, <laughs> dude. Yeah. But that would have been a hell of a slip up. Mate, I, I probably, this, yeah. I would 11 secret herbs sacked, and spices. Sacked on the spot. But yeah, no, it was literally just, um, uh, you, know, um, you know, watching my mom in the kitchen, um, cooking myself, because I love fried chicken, so I was mm -hmm. cooking fried chicken mm -hmm. myself, and um, just years of product testing. Yeah, cool. So that leads on to probably another great point. For you, obviously, what makes an amazing chicken shop like... Give, give everyone at home something to talk about in terms of what should they be looking for when they're rocking up to places and what, what differentiates other than just the basics? Right, the first thing that you should look out for is the customer area, right? Is the customer area, you know, clean? Look, chicken shops are going to be really busy, so, you know, staff can't get or keep on top of, like, you know... A little bit sure. rough and ready. Yeah, a little... It comes with the territory. But you can you see... You want it to be clean though, right? No, you want it to be clean. Like, you got to... Like, I swear to God, the first thing I look out for is grime. Not just a bit of dirt and a bit... I want to see... If you... If I see grime, I like know... A, like a build-up. 
Absolutely. You know it's been there for ages, right? But that's number one. Number two, if you walk into an establishment and you see loads of chicken in the hot holding area, you know they're not rotating their food, mm. right? So you don't know how long it's been there. It's only after you've taken your first bite that you can go, yeah, shit, it's been there for maybe like an hour and a half, two hours, okay? Um, if you don't see a lot of food in the hot holding area, you know the chef knows their workflow and the food you're about to receive is pretty fresh. So you don't want to see a lot of chicken ready to go? No. No. Oh, wow. No, you don't. Because again, you know, uh, a, a good chef at a chicken shop, and I will call them chefs because they are chefs, right? Come on. They know their workflow. Um, We've got you. We've got you, people. Absolutely. Listen, don't, don't ever besmirch the chef at your, your, your local boss man chicken shop, man. He's the one, like, rustling up them goodies for you, bro. Show him love. It is an art, bruv. No, it is. The ones that don't take it in art, these are the shithouse places where it's all greasy and wet and like, like you're talking about. And that's because like a lot of chicken shops, so 80% of chicken shops here in the UK, right, serve you pre-made frozen chicken that they just fry in store, right? They use very generic breading from fucking JJ's or, you know, they, it, 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 mm. yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Isn't, there isn't like a centralized distribution center that, you know, they just basically order from a, a distributor if they bread in store or they just get it frozen, okay? Um, and that's why I love Sam's. Like, it, you know, they... they marinate they bread they obviously cook everything in store but the most important thing is they have very strict holding times right so no food will be left in a hot holding area for any longer than like an hour hour and a half max that's good know? to know yeah man so and it's all kept at temperature as well so it's absolutely absolutely yeah, 75 cool. degrees baby but um but yeah look that's i mean that's how you can tell man if you see loads of food in the in the hot holding area um and you can see grime rather than just general wear and tear, then pff, you're going to be in for a bad day. Sometimes, though, don't you think, for the price point, it doesn't matter if it's a bit shit? I know you're a bit critical because you are the chicken shop. That's man, a good question. But yeah, it is. For like, well, if you're getting wings for two ninety nine with chips and everything together, do you not think sometimes it's all right for them to be a bit shit? Yeah, because again, look, I... <laughs> is no, it all right no, for yeah, them no, to be you know a bit what shit? I mean, like, <laughs> for that price point, <laughs> it can be a bit shit, surely. Look, like, what, like, is your high expectations a bit too high sometimes? Yeah, like you're, you're used to Sam's, you're used to like the top. So, I mean, look, mm. you know, I went to, I went to uh, PFC uh, in Finsbury Park, right? And I got a Philip Burger, chips, and uh, I think three wings for three pounds. Yeah. Right? And I knew... I, I, it was questionable if it was fucking chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it tasted good. Now, yeah. for me, it, mate, I swear to God, I saw p pigeon bones on the floor outside the shop. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is what it is. You know, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, no, like, so... <laughs> but you could tell the fillet was cooked from frozen, so with the wings, but it tasted good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think for me, where I'm super critical is when I know I can taste, it's, it's just been left in a hot holding area for hours because it shows the, the, the cook is, is lazy yeah. and the shop don't give a shit. They don't care about the product that they're serving you, the customer. Yeah. And that's where my critique I comes think in. It does, I think my point of view, I think you've got a good point there, Callum, about expectation levels. But at the same time, if you are going to sell someone a product, I, I, you want it to be at least slightly on point. Absolutely. If you're taking someone's money, do it right. I mean, look, I couldn't agree more because, look, we're living in a time now where, um, you know, even going to your local boss man chicken shop is a treat, right? Yeah. And 
you know, the cost of everything is going up. As a result, you know, the businesses can't sustain. The price of chicken has gone through the roof as well oh. to supplies. Have you seen? Have you seen this stuff in the news at the moment about yep. the farmers? Uh, like chick, they reckon that chicken is going to be costing more than beef soon because the the hens are having to be kept in a uh, you know heated barns where the electricity price has gone through the roof, which is another topic I'd like to talk about later on. So the price of chicken is going through the roof. It's no longer going to be this cheap alternative. This is it. This is it. I mean, when you're like, you know, in the current climate, right, when you're still going somewhere and you're, you're getting it for like, you know, peanuts like you were, you know, pre, um, you know, cost of living crisis, you know, you know, it's going to be frozen. So, again, your level of expectation is lower than what it, it you know, my level of expectation is going to be lower. Um, but then one of the big, like, you know, um, complaints that, you know, I see on social media now because I manage the accounts for Sam's is that we're expensive, you know. I get that. What, compared to other boss men? Yeah, of course. But th this is the thing. It's like comparing a Ferrari to a Mini Cooper. You know, yeah. we're serving you fresh food, man. You know, it's, it's yeah, prepared yeah, 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 yeah. in store. It's not coming off a lorry, frozen, pre-packed, stuck in a fryer. You know, and we... You can't compare apples to apples. You're not comparing the same thing, are you? No, 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 no. no. Like I said, you know, and what I want to try to do is I want to convey that message through our social media channels by basically saying, like, look... You know, we are, you know, proud of our heritage. We, were a we are a boss man spot, but, like, we're, we're premium, you know. Yeah. If you want that run-of-the-mill, you know, ninety-nine for, like, you know, a 27-piece bucket, don't come to Sam's. Do you know what? I'll, I'll say this as well. I'm not, I'm not on the Sam's payroll, and this is not a paid gig or, or anything like that. I, I think you can taste it, bro. The, the few times that I've been to Sam's, I, I wasn't brought up on it. You, you know, I've had it in and, in and around London. It's been, been on point, mate. It's been, it's been crispy, it's been tasty, it's been, uh, I, think, I think, good value. And I'd rather pay that extra two or three quid, knowing that it's good, rather than like a piece of shit that's, that's really cheap. We had one the other day, it was disgusting, bro. Like, it actually made me, gives me the ick even talking about it. Oh, is that the fake Chicken George? Yeah, Chicken George. <laughs> chicken Forge. Chicken Forge, yeah. Oh, uh, B-Tech, Chicken George. Well, no, but my point <laughs> is, it, I, 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 respect, I, I respect you guys, what you're doing at Sam's. I think it's good, it's good food. Really good. Like, I haven't had a bad experience yet. Long may that continue. Yeah. But even look, even before I started working for Sam's, you could see it on my TikTok. You could see it on my Instagram when I started doing this, you know, uh, what, two and a half years ago now. I was an avid fan. And it wasn't because I was angling for something or anything like that. I was genuinely a fan, conveying my appreciation, conveying my passion for the brand that I grew up with. You know, I, I, it has every single yeah, experience man. of mine at Sam's been great growing up from 12 to, to however old I am, because that's a closely guarded secret. No, of course <laughs> not. Let's be honest. No. But get your guesses in the comments right now. How old is John? Go on. Mate, if you can get it, I will, I will <laughs> confirm it. I will confirm it. Um, but like, it's like, you know, you can, you can go to top end restaurants. Of course, you're going to have some bad experiences. Like, you know, no yeah, one bro. has a, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come. Say hello, man. Come, yalla, yalla. Say hello. You're the food don. I am the he food is. don. The one and only baby. <laughs> the one and only baby. I appreciate you, bro. I Bless appreciate up, bro. you, man. Enjoy your food. What did you go for? You went for a chicken wrap. Yeah, that's good. Who's the best boss man in London, in your opinion? Best boss man. I don't really eat out a lot. Oh, you don't? But yet you come to question. Yeah. Bless up, bro. Bro. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. you mate. I appreciate you. See? That's, do you know what, right? I swear to God, when I first started doing TikTok, I just want to share this. When yeah, I first yeah, started yeah. doing TikTok, right, I was getting bare negative um, uh, comments. 
And I used to revel in it because, um, what's his name, Cat, Cat Williams, right? In one of his uh, uh, stand-up comedy shows, he was like, listen, you know, um, we need haters. You know, like, if you've got 10 haters, figure out a way to get 15. Because if you've got haters, it means you're doing something successful. Yeah. And I've got nothing but like, oh, look at you, B-Tech, tr- uh, Chicken Connoisseur. Oh, you know, i got that as well, bro. Chicken Connoisseur from Wish. And, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So what are you doing, middle-aged man, talking like you're 16? Like, listen, at the end of the day, I was loving it. But now, every time I've met, I've not experienced touch with God willing. I've not experienced any negativity. When anybody sees oh, me... It doesn't matter, man. Bruv, it's humbling, though. Yeah, yeah. It's That's humbling. the nice experience, seeing people on the street like that. It's good. Absolutely. You're and probably a big reason why he's here. Uh, mate, I'm the only reason why he's here. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a question for you. So, you are notoriously uh, honest slash a bit savage sometimes, if it is terrible. Yep. Give us, give us some. Have you had any backlash ever from other these some of these places? Come on, let's have some stories. Um, never. What? Wow. So, I never. So, so none of the shops are coming back at you saying, you know, giving you like DMs, hate, hate. How can they? The, the content speaks for itself. Yeah. The content speaks for itself because I highlight everything, and that's where I think I don't get the backlash is because look, mate, you can see it in the content. The place looks like a shithole. You know, yeah, it's not like you've walked in and set it up, like you're not dashing rubbish around and making it look worse, is it? They, that's you, it. I, I'm, mate, I'm you're I'm documenting sp- your experience. There we go, from start to finish, from A to Z. So they can't come back to me and say, oh, yeah, I, I think that was unfair. Well, no, it wasn't because it's all in, you know, live and in living color. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think if I were to go into somewhere and not film everything and just film the food and say the food was shit, that's when I open up. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Pandora's box, so to speak, for people to come in and go, oh, you're wrong, because food is subjective. Yeah, you, you, you go in. You go in on a few places. I, d- I don't mind it. No, mate, look. I don't mind it. It's, this, you, you, we, uh, it's like uh, trading standards. You've got to keep, keep it up. And <laughs> the one thing I'm noticing more and more now on Instagram, because Instagram for me has always been a slow burner, right? And I, I, this isn't a knock to anybody, right? You're going to follow what people, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, what, what trends. The presentation on Instagram was these bad and bougie places. Everything looked great. Everything looked amazing. You know, nothing was wrong. But, like, I'm noticing more and more that my content is blowing because of my honesty. Mm. Where before everyone was saying everything was great and nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. People are now, you know, going um, to these places on the back of these recommendations from, you know, other, other content creators. And they're like, well, my experience wasn't as great as you made it out to be. Mm. And I think that that USP. Oh, I hate getting those messages. Oh, mate! Because you're not responsible for any ounce of food that gets served after you leave that premises, no. regardless of how you get it. You're not responsible for that. That breaks my heart when someone goes somewhere and it's and, it, and they get a terrible service and they bl- kind of feel like you're responsible for them going there. And it's tough, isn't it? I mean, for me, I've had it before. Like they, oh yeah, I went there and I didn't like it or it was bad or blah. And I'm like, look, I can only talk about my experiences. Yeah, for I sure. I can't talk about yours. You yeah, know, opinions are opinions. There we Everyone's go. different. But mate, mm. food is subjective. Like, let's get it right. Yeah. I may not like uh, offal, like hearts, livers, brains. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Perfect <laughs> example. Perfect example. Is it like, fuck? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, you know, that for me is, is food hell, right? But I'm not a fussy eater. I will, you know, eat pretty much anything. I mean, even off the floor. But um, yeah, look, uh, different strokes for different folks, man. So speaking on all that stuff, have yep. you ever... Not posted a video because it was so bad. No. So you, every video you're completely honest. Never been one that you're just like, nah, I can't post this. I have. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Listen, um, if I've paid my money as a customer, 
I have the right to post whatever it is that I want because it's my opinion and I'm sharing my experience. I've never got like I've I've never said to myself like I won't do it because then that flies in the face of what my objective. So I'm going to give an exa- I'm going to give a story, right? So I used to use Instagram to um, look for places to go, right? And I won't name names, but there was a few place, a few um, big, big, big content creators way back when that I used to follow. And I went to a few of the spots that they recommended, and it was bang average. But if you looked at the oh, content, come on, tell us what, what what places like Chick King or so. I saw you slam that place. I thought that was alright when I went, but no, you slammed it. No, I didn't it. slam it. No, 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 no. So basically, Chick King, right? Apparently, I ordered the wrong food, right? So when I went to Chick King, uh, the burger that I got, I don't know why they diced the fillet, right? Mm. And the chicken was so dry, um, but yet the wings were fucking leng leng. But I was told, no, 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 you got the burger? Why? No, get the pieces and get the wings. Okay, next time I will go yeah, back yeah, yeah, and I'll yeah. get the pieces because apparently that is what they're known for. You know, but I got the burger, I got the wings. Um, yeah, but, but if you like the burger, then you're going to get the fucking burger. No, but that's it. You're, you're bowing down to what they do good. Like you should, if, you should, you should, if you like the burger, you should get what you want to order. Precisely why I did what I did. Yeah, man. You know, but not, not because I already, look, I was told after the fact, you should have got the chicken pieces. Um, and I, look, I don't take pride or pleasure. I don't go out of my way and go, right, today I'm going to shit on somewhere. I go no. in there with the most open mind, hoping that I get the best possible food because I work hard and I'm spending my money, you know? So yeah. I, don't, I don't go in there with, a, with a, a negative mindset, like I'm going to shit on these guys because it will get views. No, I want to find these little hidden gems where people actually yeah, put man. passion and love into their food. So people that do watch my content, preach. Flock there, flock there. That's what I want to do. My mum, right, used to work her fingers to the fucking bone, right? She used to work 10 to 12 hours a day, you know, um, in, in, in the height of summer, no air conditioning, it's 30 degrees outside, it's 50 degrees in the kitchen, you know, and, and the, the product that she would, would produce was, was amazing. And that was my, that's my inspiration. Like, I want to find these little hidden gems, these independent vendors that absolutely love what it is that they do. They don't just look at it as, oh, fuck it, I'm here to make money. I'm here to make a profit at, at, at any cost. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that, yeah. That's, it just so happened that I went to places that were shit, and I just said it in my own way. It was shit, and this is how it was shit, and why it was shit. Because I give a justification. I don't just go, yeah, this coffee shit. I yeah, say why? I, I go into detail. Back, you back it up. There we go. Talk, talk to me, sorry to interrupt, but you said something really, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great soundbite for your TikTok, by the way. That right there. Um, you just said something that was, uh, you said with a bit of like, uh, bit of magic then. Talk to me about your mum's cooking, bro. What's that all about? You could feel the passion yeah. coming through. So, it was, you need to dive a bit deeper there, brother. <laughs> so certain times, like even now, man, I get a bit emotional because my mum oh, is, uh, yeah, she's no longer here, man. Um, and my mom's cooking, obviously everyone's going to say this, but for me, my mom's cooking was the best, man. It was like, you know, a blend of, you know, Middle Eastern, you know, flair with, you know, uh, she would just ra- run rampant in the kitchen. <laughs> um, and, um, but you can still taste those flavors now, right? Oh, I definitely can. Do you know what? Before, sh- sh- oh, bro. You're right. yeah, man. Um, before she passed away, I got her to, to uh, give us, uh, <clears throat> give me a few of her recipes. And uh, certain times now, man, when I when I make it up at home and I take my first bite, it's just I close my eyes and it's just like I'm there. Oh, bless yeah, man! You know what I mean? Uh, 
Thank you for sharing it with us, bro. That's yes. sick. Yeah, man. No, no, like. So uh, she she lives she'll live on uh, forever with those recipes, bro. Trust me. Do you know what? I swear to God, like she's forever with me in it. Like yeah, forever man. with yeah. me. What was that? What was her name? Avis. Avis. Big shout out to Avis, Mama Don. Do you think what? she'll be watching somewhere right now? Oh, mate. She'll She's be tuned in. Absolutely. She's watching your journey or something. Super proud of you, bro. Oh, mate. Do you know what? I wish I could take her with her. Like, <laughs> take her with me, man. But do you know why? And, and I, I put her through shit, man. I put her through so much shit. Uh, as I said, I was a bit of a dickhead back in the day. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm, I, I'm super grateful she began to see the man that I, I was becoming. Um, but I know she's looking down. And um, I look forward to not one day asking her, Mama, did I make you proud? Simple. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So that's all we're here for, right? Amen. Love mm. that. Amen. So what's next for John the Food Dom? What's next in the pipeline? Taking over the world, baby. I'm Come joking. Um, no, what I want to start doing more and more of is traveling the UK uh, and going to, um, you know, international, uh, you know, I was going to say food spots, but just, just going across Europe, but most importantly, actually going to places like the Caribbean, South America. That's what I would love to do, man. That right there is the objective. Um, where this takes me, I'm gonna leave it into God's hands, man. Like I'm just gonna enjoy the ride for as long as it, long as it lasts. But also, you know, do everything in my power to make sure it lasts. I'd, I'd like to, uh, if, if I may, I'd like to see you in the Middle East. Mate, what about what about what about stripping that right back to where it all began with your mum's style and that's all those it. flavors? That could be a mad journey. Mate, that's that's it. That could be even more like fucking crazy. Where was she from, bro? Like what? So, um, she originally from Yemen. Yemen. Yemen originally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mum came here on holiday, met my dad, who was English, from the Isle of Wight. Says it all in the name. Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight. <laughs> Big Can't up. get any more English Come than on. that. And uh, yeah, like fell in love and the rest is history, you know. So, um, you know, my mum originally being from Yemen, you know, again, she, was, she would literally sit there and fucking eat chilli after chilli after chilli. Oh, wow. Um, me, I black pepper used to like offend my taste buds when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, You're like, mum, turn it down. This is killing me. And the thing is, they're sitting there eating it like tic, uh, like tic tacs, and they're sweating buckets. Oh, I'm loving this. I'm like, the fuck are you loving about <laughs> it? You know, so. so you're not a spice man, then. Now more and more, yes. Okay. More I think you can more. learn to become it a little bit. Absolutely, you can acclimatize for sure, for sure. I'm like the king of spice now, and I didn't used to enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat salt and vinegar crisps, bruv. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm terrible. Some of the challenges I've had to do on this page, like so I've had the on the one chip challenge, the death nuts. They, some of that stuff has written me off for days. So I'm going to say this, right? If I can get to half a million followers on TikTok, right? And you're hearing this, yeah, live in living colour, right? I'm going to do a fucking hot food challenge. I'm going to be dying and it's going to be painful and you're going to be, <laughs> my toilet is going to hate me. But if I get to half a million followers, that's what I'm going to do, man. Come on. I'm sure you don't want to do one now? Oof, we got I'm, some death nuts in the vat. No, no, I don't think we have actually. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do it right now then. Yeah, yeah. That would, that would wreck the rest of the podcast. We need milk on tap. Oh my god! We oh did a podcast, didn't we, with uh, a ginger cabbie ages ago? I don't think it ever went out for some no, reason. No, it didn't. No. Must have been that bad. We started off the podcast with like, oh, "Come on, let's just try some of these," and just wrecked it. Twenty minutes of just people spewing up in a studio. I like, still bin. have that footage. Do you? Terrible. <laughs> so people don't realise that synthetic chili that they put onto the that extract. Oh my god! That you put onto the nuts and these crisps and stuff. It is like it's like acid on your tongue. Yeah. All right, John. <sighs> next up. For people watching at home, these foodies, where are these uh, outside of Sam's? What sort of places are really lighting up your uh, your taste buds at the moment? Give us some like, hot tips of in and places in and around London you've been to recently that you thought were doing things differently. 
Um, I'm going to have to say Poor Boys, man. Like, oh, for me, bless. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Poor Boys is the very definition of comfort food for me. Um, obviously, you know, Chicken George. Oh, mate, I, I, look, I, I, I defy anybody to point out a better, ch- you know, fried chicken spot here in the UK. Um, Middle Eastern foods. <sighs> Do you know what? You got, you're getting into new places now. Like, you started off with the chicken. Like you know, yeah. You see the couple of pizzas and stuff like that. Yeah, well. so I, the thing is, look, I, I, I want to diversify my content as much as I can because there's only, you can only go to so many fried chicken spots before your content be- becomes a bit, you know, stale. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm going to more and more places. There's somewhere in Mayfair. I'm going to be going doing exactly my thing if I have to vacate and embarrass myself. Do you know how many fucks I give right that, now? That sounds expensive. Zero. But you know what, mate? It's, you, you, you got to you know, spend money to make money, as they say. Like, I'm happy to spend money um, on, on good food, um, to have a great experience, and to create great content that resonates with, with, you know, with people. So if I have to, so be it. It's a bit of an evolution there. There we go. So going back to that, I've got a little tip for you. Tell me. We, so you know how Chris at Chicken George has got that... Um, that sort of like head chef class about his work and his sources and how everything comes together like on a flavour profile really, really exquisitely. He's a genius. We've, we've been somewhere else, uh, Ginger Wings in Marlow. I think you'd really enjoy this one. And then watching at home. I don't, our content we did that day was really weird. It was the first day they opened and we got the whole menu, which sometimes can water down the video a little bit. I'm going to go back. We're going to eat two or three things, but I've sent a few people there after and it is legit, bro. So it's Heston Blumenthal's son. He uh, obviously, I've said his name there, like he's living off his dad. But no, he's a legit chef himself. And he's uh, spent many years working in um, top restaurants, including the Fat Duck, which is the best restaurant in the world, using techniques, flavors, things, um, things, all sorts of stuff. I don't even know. Magic. Fucking voodoo magic. (laughs) And he's um, turned his hand to chicken wings, bruv. Mate, that, that for me is like... I think you'll go there and be like, whoa, yeah, I've just eaten something there I've not had before. Like diced pineapple and there's like deep, it's like deep fried mint leaves and there's all this, this actually like the brisket I think was from the fat duck. Yeah, like and he had a roast dinner a wing as roast well. Roast dinner wing. What? Do you like Buff- roast dinner? Buffalo gravy and... What? Crazy, bro. So that, I think that for, you, for your audience would be a great one. Marlo. Is he going to give uh, Chris a uh, run for his money, yeah? I don't think he's quite ready for that yet. Okay. Let's not run before, like, I think, but for like, an, if you want to get excited about someone when Chris bursts onto the scene... And he's a really nice lad. I think that's one to watch, bro. I think, you, I think your audience would love to see that. Listen, I'm going to be going there ASAP. Only thing I didn't like was that you served the wings in, a, in the, the full knuckle. If you get that little nib on the end, no one wants oh. to see that shit. <laughs> I, I, like to, I, like, I like my wings in the flat and the drum. Like, Absolutely. That's how I like to have it. But same time, he did present them nice, didn't he, Callum? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. But the thing the is, I mean, look, in life, I mean, who wants to see a nib? No one wants to see my what is, nib. What is, it's, like the, it's, like the, it's like the little claw at the end, isn't it? I don't know what yeah. that is. Get yeah. that, I don't want that on my plate, bro. Get that off the wing. Get rid of that ASAP. But no, listen, thank you for the recommendation. I will That's be a good one. There. Yeah, mate, for that's sure. That's a good one. On like, sure. on the, uh, that's on the, like, the elite end of everything as well. And the price point is, is, is good as well. Speak to me. I'm going to ask you a question now. Miami Crispy. I'm, I'm going to Manchester really soon. I'm going to be going to, to a chicken, uh, Miami uh, Crispy. I've heard mixed things about them, but I want to yeah. know Mr. FRC's. Um, it was good. Really spicy for me. They seem, these spicy, these are, uh, I found it really hot, like really hot, but it was kind of excitingly hot, tasty, big, the portion was great. It's different. I don't think it quite had the class 
of other places I've been to, but it definitely had the vibe. It was cool. I got caught up in the moment, and it is definitely a legend. Like there is. It's, it's packed. When we walked in, it was packed, and it's funny for the video when I was like, "Oh, it's packed!" and turned around, there's no one there. It literally, <laughs> I think it's literally it was caught. Very busy. It caught. We caught the lunch period, and it was it was mad. So you straight away, it's building a bit of a bit of an atmosphere. You're building up a bit of suspense to it, and it was delicious. I liked yeah. it, but I can see, I can see how someone will go there and think, "Is this it?" But really, yeah, I think some people have over. Um, Overestimate what they what they're walking into when they see someone like my review or your review. It's it's a it's, it's an interesting one. Again, I think it's it's it, it worth just, it worth a visit. Worth a visit. No, mate, I, I'm a hundred percent. It's a local legend in Manchester. That will definitely get the Manchester scene for, talking. For a boss mashup, it's quite good. I think. Yeah. I think there's a limit to, you know, not not yeah, digging out chicken shops here, but there's a limit to like the average chicken shop. Like Sam's is is a good one. Yeah, yeah, Miami yeah. Crispy's up there as well. Yeah, okay, okay. But then you have the next level, which is your Chicken George's and stuff like oh, that. Oh, mate. You, like, but that comes with a price point as well, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's something that I definitely want to like, you know, share with you guys now, as, as well as everybody else, because I get asked this question a lot, right? So when I'm comparing places, I'm comparing them to their, you know, oh, totally. contemporaries. I'm not saying... They're in their own league. Yeah, exactly. They, that's in a different league. There we go. So when they're I'm split. You can't compare them. They're different, aren't they? Absolutely. I'm not comparing McDonald's to, say, Black Bear Burger. No. You know, I'm comparing McDonald's to the likes of Burger King and, and, and you know, similar, similar yeah, uh, burger yeah, yeah, joints. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with, like, you know, Boss Man Chicken Shops. I'm comparing we, I said this at the beginning of all my reviews. Uh, so much, and I don't say it anymore, and people like, will get in the comments, like, how can you compare that to that? And I was like, well, no, obviously it's in different, it's a, they're in different leagues. We're in, you're talking Champions League, and then we're talking the conference. So you can't, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pro different price point. It's a different Absolutely. area. It's a different product. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I mean, look, I'm, you know, we're here, like, to inform, first and foremost, but we're here to entertain as well. But mm. as I said, like, you know, just don't lose sight of the fact that I'm going to, like, a boss man chicken shop. I'm not comparing it to, like, a, a chicken George. You know, it's, it's, I'm comparing it to its contemporaries. So It's, yeah. it's also different up there, isn't it? They, li they like their spicy, like, burgers. They got the Florida. spicy hey. chicken burgers up there are rife, man. Florida fried hey. chicken as well. It's really ugly shop. Like, yeah. is it, like, a oh weird God. green colour? Probably not the cleanest so, so shop good, in so the good. world. Did so you go good. to Phillies? Uh, we didn't. Did we go to Phillies? No, I don't think we did. <laughs> um, but yeah, Florida fried chicken was also good. We did they're, that. They're, all, they're all different American names, isn't it? It's like yeah. Kansas fried chicken, uh, Miami, Florida. Yeah, there's yeah. loads of different names. Yeah, Mate, it's mad. I got, got yeah, no. Look, I'm going to do a tour of uh, of uh, Manchester's um, fried chicken shops, but I know Manchester are, are, are known for their pizza spots. Yeah, I really like you know up there as you know. And you got to try Fat Pats as well, that little sandwich shop. Oh. Yeah, you have to go there. Yeah. But speaking of pizza, oh. you need to go to Bushy. Mate, it's it's mate. The moment I so I got fucking sideswiped by some prick and uh, when your car fucking in my car, dickhead, literally sideswiped me and then drove off. So the moment I get my car back and I'm mobile, listen, bro. The first spot I'm going is Vincenzo's. Vincenzo's, yeah, man, yeah. that's mate, wicked. On it, on it, on it, on it, and I'll be like, yeah. What sort of pizza do you like? Because uh, for me, I love that style. Now, a lot of people don't, a lot of people, um, I don't know, I'll put some respect on, on that style of pizza because I love it. I, I'm not a fan of the Neapolitan style. I find it too wet, too floppy. It just doesn't do anything for me. If one, it's, like, it's like this is a rise in these fucking twats who've bought horse boxes with a pizza oven and they're dishing out these eight inch wood fired, um, <laughs> like a slop fest Neapolitan pizzas. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a New York pizza over that all day, all day, every day. I think that the texture is beautiful. You, the, the, the dough comes to life. There's flavour to it. There's character, 
and I'd love it. So Crisp W6 and Vincenzo's for me were like, whoa. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a bit of controversy in. I actually quite like mm. a very well done yeah. um, Neapolitan style pizza. Uh, look, and a lot of people do. No, no, I, I a do. A lot of people do. Because when it's done correctly, you have that lovely like crisp on the outside, very yep. thin, but it's a lovely crisp, but then the, uh, the dough inside is really spongy, really soft. Um, but the thing is, I think there's a lot of people butchering that art oh, form. Oh, mate. No, butchering no, the no. art form. And th- it doesn't... It's ruined like, it for me. But for me, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, Italian, traditional Italian stone baked, uh, stone baked thin crust pizza, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, mate, Detroit's, um, you know, thick. But done wrong as well. That's a oh, car mate. crash, bruv. It is. It's like trying to eat a, eat a, eat a mattress. <laughs> you can't, you know, there's no amount of cheese and sauce that's going to save you from that... Co- pandemic of a of a mouthful it's an art form and i think that's what, like people that get into the the food game they think they know what they're doing um they think they're going to be bad and bougie and they do they're just weighing over their head because they haven't learned their craft and that's like you know you know i'll i'll, I'll, I'll you know uh, bring it back to like content creators like you've got to learn your craft mm. you know um if you want to be successful at what it is you do you've got to have a passion for it but you've got to learn your craft and it's the same with anybody in the food game you know, you can't just go, right, oh, yeah, I'm an authentic uh, Neapolitan-style pizzeria if you haven't perfected that art form, mm. you know? Um, that's you part, of, like a dark, that's, that's part of the game, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Do, you, do you remember the one that we uh, did in Paris? It was, like, the, the best pizza in oh, Paris. Fuck it, and no. it was horrendous. No, it was awful. Oh, no, but that was, that was like, uh, how, how can we go there and all have the same experience and say it was trash when... On every single, I don't know who they're paying. On every single Google review, and like every blog, every uh, thing, uh, every sort of outlet that you look at, bloggers, it's number one. It's number one raved about not only best pizza in Paris. Like some of them were saying it was the best pizza in Europe. Like we were so excited to go there. Oh my god! Um, and it was. Do you remember how awful it was? Oh shit! It was yeah. shit with a capital S. That's as simple as that. And a capital H. And, and, and you turn and the it rest. sideways. There'll be nothing left on the pizza. No, literally like a river. <laughs> That's why I love the Shocking. New York style so much. It just honestly, just like. It just works for me, man. Like, um, yeah, just I just love it so much. It's uh, done right. It's so it's also I know it's crisp and it's big, but it's also light and it's yeah, there's so much more character to it in my in my opinion. I think that's definitely something I want to venture into more is like pizzas, for example. Mm. Like, really, I'm not a connoisseur, nothing like that. But again, it's just sharing my experience. But yeah. Um, I think burger spots as well I've, I've done to death. I think for me, uh, one thing I'll ask is, you know, hop into the comment section and just let, you know, let us know where you would like me to start going, um, sort of food spots. Because, mate, ethnic food spots are landing in my comment section yeah. more and more. Do you know another thing that blew me away? Like, I haven't s- spent much time in my life eating sort of your more fancy, high-end stuff. It always felt to me like it was a above my pay grade, a bit poncy, yeah. like I didn't really understand it. Now doing this food review stuff, a couple of times I've been to the... A bit, I've got an invite, for example, to go and try this place or this place. And, like, now thinking from a foodie... foodie uh, sitting there, it like blew me away. And I was thinking, wow. And I could then had a newfound respect for these techniques and uh, ways of doing things, which amplified my palate and it actually blew me away. Like, um, it's given me a whole nother respect for the higher end of the food scene as well. Yeah. I just, I just struggle to yeah. review them because I don't feel adequate enough to, how can I review these people of, they're like literally experts, you know, like it's tough. Until I've, until I've earned my stripes, I think a little bit on the streets, I can then maybe progress down the line. But it's, a, it's certainly something I'm interested in, trying you, this top-end food. 
Do you know what? I, I would I would argue with the point that you just made. I think, do you know what? Like, you are entitled mm. to share your opinion, regardless if I've earned my stripes. Like, mm. fuck that. Who are these people to tell us if we've earned our stripes? Mm. We're the customer. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Bro, we have to, like, we're, we're the ones giving you the stripes. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I mean, I'm know? probably from a point of view of, like, discussing techniques and, sure, and sure. flavor profiles and stuff. Like, you know, some of the stuff I've eaten, like, I went to one place, John, it had, like, carrot three ways and it was like I don't know what I mean I don't I think I was more from like a confusion point of view I didn't really know how to even talk about it let alone what I was eating brother I just like I can't give you any critique if I don't know what I'm doing but I can talk on the flavour do I like it do I not like it point of view Absolutely. I get that but I'm just talking from like a understanding of what I'm actually eating it's not like yeah no no I, I totally appreciate and I, I yeah. totally understand exactly what it is you mean I think it's interesting, though. It, no, it is. I think. Look, I, again, I'm I'm used to a certain food establishment, mm -hmm. like uh, where I would typically f frequent. If I went to somewhere like a sushi samba, mm. um, and I got you know like one of their dishes, okay, it's going to be really small. But again, it's going to be no doubt packed full of flavor. The techniques, like you've just pointed out, that they use, you know, are going to be way above my pay grade. But yeah. that one near Liverpool Street. Is that right? That's the up, one. Up yeah, the lift. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a mad little spot that is. They've got, they got a, what's the breakfast spot there? Duck and Waffle as well. Duck and, oh man. Apparently it's a really good breakfast there. Apparently it's yeah, I've not been, legit. I've not been, but I want to go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do a review. Apparently, apparently, but a lot of people say it's the best um, breakfast in London. It's 24 hour up, was it like 40, wow. 40 floors up, really nice restaurant next to Sushi Samba. It's really cool. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I've heard nothing but good things, but again, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I try to not to listen to somebody's negative or positive review. I just want to go there and I want to experience it. Experience it for myself. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. All right, cool. So another thing I want to talk about to try and get some, if there's anyone watching this that is a content creator, maybe a little hobbyist, give us some like tips and tricks to your content. Obviously you do, you've got it in your own style. Yeah. Um, As do you. Yeah. I, I, okay. I think, all right, let's rewind a little bit. The reason I'm saying this is you seem to do a lot of collabs and you're mad helpful, so it seems, from, from the outside with helping people progress their socials. You're like really open to collabs and stuff. And I think you've, you've sort of got a little re reputation now for like someone to go to to, to to pick up the next generation of foodies as well, which is cool. But what, what's, your, what's your, your main advice to someone who's looking to progress? The reason why I do what I do, Matt, and I, is because when I was trying to learn, um, I was trying to pick the brains of people who were bigger than me, mm -hmm. and my pleas fell on deaf ears. Mm. So for me, I learned you should never sleep on anybody, especially if they have a passion, because you can tell somebody who has the passion and who just who doesn't, and they want it for all the wrong reasons over somebody that you know wants it for the right reasons. So for me. I'm more than happy to help because I, I didn't have that help. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, it's almost like I made it my mission. But the one piece of advice I would give anybody and everybody is be your authentic self. Don't pattern yourself over on anybody else because they, they've already been taken. Just do you. Do it with love, with passion, with conviction, and you will attract your audience. I think that, that. Um, that transcends most aspects of life, to be fair, bro. That's true. Yeah. But the thing is, I think we live in an age now where people are patterning themselves, you know, to one particular style of beauty, one particular style of thinking, one and and as a result, it's like if, if you don't put yourself in these categories, mm. the, um, 
for some reason you don't have an identity. No, fuck that. Develop your own identity. Be your authentic self at all times. And if you don't fit into a box, that's even better. Do you know why? Because again, you're being true to yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, no, that's the only piece cool. of advice. Yeah. All right, cool. One other question I want to ask, obviously with this... Yeah, I've um, got a big dick. <laughs> bro, I know. Oh, no. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um, that was well, gay. Sorry. It's all right, mate. Uh, Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> One that was... <laughs> right, next thing is... Uh, Callum, you well throw me there, bro. I feel like I've gone red. I'm blushing. Callum's making me blush. Um, all right, so... I don't know how heavily you're involved uh, in sort of now in the sort of uh, commercials with Sam's, but with all this new energy shit going on, um, our beloved restaurants are closing left, right, and centre. Yep. Like, uh, have you seen some of these? Um... Now, the reason this is this is uh, hard hitting for me as well because we're going through something similar. Um, restaurants are closing on a mad rate with this with the electricity, energy prices. Some of the some of these little shops that don't have a gas feed, for example, are just heavily reliant on electric. And uh, some of the fees people are getting are, are absolutely bonkers. Like people, there was, I saw a butcher um, in Yorkshire uh, maybe two weeks ago that was got, I'd like, I think his electricity bill was £5,000 a month. Jeez. And he was, having to, he was having to work two extra jobs. Out, it's his shop, right? But he had to get two more jobs in the evenings just so he didn't have to sack anyone in his business. Like crazy. Have you felt that here at Sam's? Or have you, know, have you got any stories in terms of some of your shops that you've been to having to close for that reason? Not closing, but Struggling. thank God, touch wood. Not, not necessarily. So what we've had to do to offset the cost of everything going up, like it, it is, you know, energy, but then it's oil, it's transportation. Yeah, it's it's scary. everything. It, mate, it is scary. Um, is we've had to increase prices, right? And we've done this reluctantly. You know, the, the profit margins that Sam's make on their food is really, really, really small. Yeah. So it's not like we could just absorb it and then go, do you know what, let's wait it out. We waited it out uh, for as long as we possibly could. Um, luckily for us, there isn't a downswing necessarily. There has been a downswing in profit, of course. Why? Because yeah, yeah. people are, are being a bit more frugal with their cash. Um, but... Especially in the lead up to Christmas and stuff. But. Absolutely. And this is the thing, right? So, you know, as part of um, social media, you know, campaign, we're doing a 12 days of Christmas giveaway, right? Because we believe, I believe, right? We believe as a, as a brand, as a company, that we need to give something back, right? It may not be like we're giving, you know, tens of thousands of pounds, but you know what? We want to, you know, give people, our, our loyal customers, a bit of a feel-good factor, especially during these mm -hmm. really tough times. So, um, you know, for 12 days, we're giving stuff away from food to, to, to vouchers, to, to merch, to, to, to everything. Um, but, yeah, look, for us, luckily, Touchwood, no, we haven't experienced, you know, um, you know, having to close and stuff. But sadly, we've had to, you know, pass on that cost to the yeah. customer. And, yeah, hopefully we can, when the stuff, uh, cost of, you know, everything goes down, we can, you know, go back to where we once were. In, in terms of not just Sam's, John, like have you, what about any of your... Because you must have built relationships now with other shops. Yeah. Have, has any of them really... Because I've, 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 the ones I've chatted to are really struggling, Boris. It's, it's, it's incredible. Orange Buffalo, mate. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, one of... I, so I know that they've closed, for example, their Tooting branch. Uh, they had a, a one on Argyle Street. They mm. had to close... Um, from from yeah, so they're closing their shops not because they're doing great clearly, um, and it's been a struggle. Um, there have been a few others. Box shop, box shop, 
Wait, what happened to Box they've, they've closed two branches of them, I think, for the energy. Yeah, they oh did. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I love Box It's the reason I'm th- I think I've probably come onto this is just that we're, it p- kind of puts out even more emphasis on us to, to help people as much as we can. I know time's hard for everyone at the moment, but particularly these independents, they, if they go, they go, man, and we're just going to be left with the supermarkets oh. and that'll be it. That's the thing. I mean, look, again, I I need to make it abundantly clear so people just don't think I'm in this game just to shit on people, right? I want to go and find these wonderful, beautiful, little hidden gems uh, where, you know, the the proprietor takes pride and, Mm. you know, in, in the food that they serve their customer. And that's, that, that's my objective, right? Um, I want to find these little hidden gems and point people in the direction of these guys. Um, so now more than ever, you've got to be really delicate, I guess, with, with the way that you, especially me, critique. But, but, why should we, the customer, mm. show um, a higher level of understanding to a business when the business, if the business, doesn't show an understanding to its customer? Why does a business feel that it's, it's appropriate to serve a substandard product to somebody who is probably struggling to pay yeah. their electric bill. And I, sp- I suppose in times like this, we'll find out who's the ones that are, are the ones that are going to survive up, we hope, and there we go. I don't know about that. Go on. I was just thinking about that. So, the really shit chicken shops, they get stuff really cheap. Yep. Sell it, sell it for a really cheap price, but yep. they have the footfall. Your mm. hidden gems, your secret people that are spending money on good products, mm. making good products, they're not, they're the Maybe ones that are Maybe those middle ground people. Yeah, because they're, they're spending too much money and people don't know about them. So it's such a good product, you know what I mean? What I wanted, so I was, I was keeping this that's a secret. That's a good point. I was keeping this a secret, but fuck it. So I want to start a new series where I am going s- exclusively to independent, singular location food vendors. Mm. So I can spotlight them in, in the way that they should be. Because look, people like us, we are a advertising and marketing tool. And we have the ability to reach an audience that sadly they may not be able to. Mm-hmm. So it really, and it again, harkens back to my mum, right? She had a, you know, she managed a very successful independent business, right? Singular location, put, you know, time, energy, effort, pride into everything that she did. And that's why I wanted to create this new series because these people, like there's one place that I know of, you know, they, it's, it's uh, they're, Two guys, partners, and they work, um, you know, other jobs like what uh, your butcher friend does mm. to ensure that this place doesn't die, you know. And, yeah, for me, I think that's why that, that the inspiration behind this series is, number one, my mum. Uh, and number two, I really want to shine a spotlight on businesses that just may not be able to have that spotlight shone on them. Um, so it will, it will be... As I said, it would be my privilege and pleasure that, to do so. That sounds like a good one. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's the thing. So going to places like Borough Market, going to places like um, like Spitalfields, for example. Yeah, a massive, a massive amount of people go there. But like, you know, they go to the same old, you know, tired, mm. you know, uh, footpath, like the same sort of spots. But again, I want to go to places that not many people know of. So these little neighborhood restaurants that serve authentic, beautiful cuisine. Um, that, that's my mission, to find as many yeah, good nice. spots as possible. Another question. Go on. Um, so the really bad places, do they do better than the really good places that you review? You know what I mean? In terms of numbers? So like, yeah, in terms of views. Do you know what, right? So I've had videos where 
I vacated the premises several times. I'm on the floor rocking because the food is so good. And they've hit sick numbers. The, the highest viewed video I had was Binley Mega Chippy, right? And it obviously was a butcher job because the food was shit. It was yeah. absolutely fucking shit. But I understood it was a hype, blah, blah, blah. But then I've had videos like uh, One Love Kitchen hit well over a million views. And the food was 10, straight 10. Okay, so it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. I think what I'm noticing more and more is if you go to bigger brands or if you go to um, particular um, ethnic cuisine spots, right, people want to see that. Do you know, yeah. what I'm noticing now is that when it comes to chicken shops, whether you poo on them or you love them, right, the numbers remain the same. But if okay. you go to somewhere off the beaten track um, in a particular area of, you know, whether you like it or you hate it, they get good numbers. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right. What's the your like favorite place that you've ever done? Oh the best God. food. Come on, what a question oh that is. God, that's a tough one. <sighs> I'm gonna piss a lot of people off. Um well, hang on. Is this like so is this hard. like the one meal or the favorite? The, the, his favorite review he's ever done. Oh, like okay. The best, that's good. the best food or like the best just the best place you've been. In all the reviews, how many reviews have you done? Oh, maybe. Pug like shoots coming in with heavy hitters. 250, maybe. Uh, okay. I'm not, yeah. Uh, so the number one out of the 250. Big question. Oof. A hard one. Mate, I'm going to have to literally, <laughs> right? Oh, this is, right. You do so me, many, you forget. Mate, it's, it's true. So I'm going to go. So I've got a little list, right, on my, on my TikTok page where I do, like, the top 10. Uh, so, um, uh, sorry, where, where I rate places 10. Um... So like a playlist. A playlist. Thank you very much. We got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to really, I'm going to search. Oh, hello. Turn that down. Turn that down. Turn that down. Right. Let's go. Those wondering as well, uh, what device John's on is Android. Absolutely. Up I love Android. the Android. Come on. Okay. <sighs> Do you know what? My straight 10. <sighs> Mate, it's so it's hard. Right, so, so, right, look, I am. Um, if, if you put a gun to my head and said, right, pick one, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to You're say. You're logging this out, bro. Mate, it's so hard. It's so hard. Like, one of my favorite spots that I went to, sorry, One Love Kitchen. Um, oh, my effing God. I don't want to tell us about it. Mate, so it's a um, small independent um, uh, Caribbean food shop centered around Jamaican cuisine, right? And um, I got like a selection of things. I got their, their, their jerk chicken wrap. I, I literally jizzed in my pants. Look like it. Mate, <laughs> mate. Right. Have you seen it? Not just that face there. Mate, oh. right, it was seriously, it was really, really nice. Um, and then I got their curry, goat, rice and peas. Fam, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. It, it was literally, I, I was literally outside rocking and it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm doing it for the camp. No, bro, I swear to God, right? This was like my genuine reaction with the volume turned way up. It was amazing. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. And I, I couldn't, I can't like, you know, f sorry to everybody that I gave a 10 to and I didn't mention, but they, they just seem to stick out for some reason. Yeah, that's, okay. the thing, that's what he's trying to say. Like that one that- Yeah, like, yeah sometimes food just like hits you different. Oh you know man, I mean? and like, that hit me different. That really hit me different, honestly. The, the one that, uh, that I had that is, it might not be the best was the Anne Struther, the fish bar in uh, the, the fish and chip shop we did. That actually nearly made me cry. Like it was that fucking special. And it was weird. It like came <coughs> over me all like strong. Like it was that like uh, powerful. It was so emotional eating yeah. it. 
Like, really, really cool. No, it is, mate. For me, like sometimes it gets you like, doesn't it? No, it does. But I mean, look, I was lucky enough to grow up in an area where my friends' moms were, you know, cooking authentic Jamaican cuisine and they were in the kitchen for hours, right? And I swear to God, man, when I was, you could taste the love, the passion put into that food. It's got depth as well, isn't uh, it? Mate, it's not one dimensional. Depth. Nah, exactly. And for me as well, like, I could close my eyes and it would take me back to that point in time. Mm. You know, and it's a wonderful point in time where, you know, life is so carefree, you have no real spot. Nostalgic. Just, absolutely. Very nostalgic. So, I mate, if, if that's the one place that really sticks out in my mind is, is, is One Love that, Kitchen. Do you know what, though? That's probably the beautiful thing about all of us, watching, even people watching at home now. This is what food does for you. We are on a food podcast right now. You're a foodie. You're, Callum is the, one of the biggest foodies, and so am I, and hopefully you guys are as well. Hence why you're watching this. But food can literally transport you. Uh, you know, it might be a niche, but it's the biggest niche in the world. Everyone's got their favourite spot. Everyone loves their favourite meal. Everyone's got their death row meal, their favourite packed lunch. Food, you can have a bite of food and it can transport you back with your mum. For me, it's fish and chips with my dad. Like, I've got special memories of this place or that place. Food is such a special um, thing. I think it's, it, that's why that we do what we do. Absolutely. I think, you know, food is, is, is very universal. And mm. it invokes emotion um, because it can be nostalgic, but it, it can also make you feel good, make you feel happy, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, to everyone watching, um, you know, I just want to say, like, a massive thank you because mm. this is a massive, this is my passion. Mm. Like, I love what I do. And because of you guys, I get to do this on a very regular basis. And I am in the position I am today because of you. So, thank you very much. Sick. All right. Do you have any other plans apart from TikTok, like YouTube? I know you've started the shorts. I see yeah. that. Um, any any other platforms? Man's any attacking other? YouTube. Oh, mate. I, so I, I really want to get on as many platforms as I possibly can, um, you know, to get my, my own. Because, look, the Don Now is a brand, isn't it? Yeah. So I want to get my brand out there to as many people as possible. Um, look, I know I'm like Marmite. You either love, you, love me or you hate me. And this opportunity right now is a way for me to kind of just show you look here i am no bravado um so you can get to know i don't think you've got i don't think you've got much your, your bravado just amplified a little bit on camera but you're i think you come across in the right right way bruv anyway but and anyone that doesn't like it can fuck themselves anyway do you know what i'm saying listen a big two middle fingers up to anybody yeah, that man. don't like me because if you don't like me you don't like me for the wrong reasons not yeah, the right yeah, reasons yeah. you're a cool I mean? guy man you're a cool guy i'll spend some time with you're a cool guy you know i try it but like, i think for me like i said um it's, you know, mightily important to show, you know, your authentic self. And when I do my thing on camera, it is me being my authentic self with the volume turned way up. But um, I think for me, yeah, the, the ultimate plan, man, is just to, just to see how far this goes. See how far this goes. Because I would love to say I have this plan, this plan, this plan. But then, you know, um, the universe decides to throw you a curveball and all those plans, you know, can disappear in a heartbeat. So Those curveballs, though, are fucking, they're the best. They are. Do you know they what? They are the best, bruv. I'm telling you, some of the biggest reactions that we've had have been through curveballs that you wish never came, but now you look back and I'm glad they did. Because like, even like, let me just, uh, sorry, even some of the losses that I've had in business, you think at the time, you think it's a nightmare, but actually it's, um, it's uh, you're forged in that fire. That heat of hell forges you and makes you stronger. It's like building up scar tissue. It's cool, man. Like, it's the best, so bring it on. I think for me, one of the biggest... Um, challenges that I had in my life was getting out of my comfort zone mm. and I think that 
remaining in your comfort zone is the detriment to you unlocking the best version of yourself. But I think, you know, we are, we fear failure way too much. And I think if you understand that you've got to embrace failure mm -hmm. to be a success, your mindset will change completely because it's only through that failure you attain the wisdom you need to go on the path of success Absolutely. and stay on it. Man, it's getting deep, but you were right. Risk, you need to risk stuff Amen. sometimes. Amen. You've got to be in it to win it. It's as simple as that. I know mm. it sounds like a little flippant saying, but it's true. If you, as I said, like, you know. It takes a big deep breath to, to do, um, I was going to say to go on camera and do this and that, but no, just to, just to get out of your comfort zone. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a, whatever. It takes, it takes a deep breath to go, do you know what? Because you are putting, whatever you're doing, you're putting yourself out there for criticism. You're opening yourself up to, to hate, like, oh my God, what's he doing? You're really hanging yourself out yeah, to dry sometimes. Absolutely. There's a lot of people out there with a dream that don't yeah. want to get out of their, their comfortable nine to five or, or like I was set ways, you know what I mean? Sorry. My <laughs> bad. I was working in security from 16 to 25. Mm. And the reason why I worked in that job so much was because I was afraid to get out of my comfort zone. And I knew, my soul knew I could do more. Mm. What? I didn't know. But it, it was only when I came out of my comfort zone that I, and, and slowly started my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my path, I was like, it led me to this point. Everything happens for a reason. But again, one of was, the things... Was there a catalyst for that? Was there like a moment you, thought, you look back and you thought, fuck this, I'm changing, I'm doing this. Was it literally the lockdown stuff that happened? Literally the lockdown. That was the, that was the catalyst. That was the catalyst for me. I was, I, do you know what? I just, it, it literally was like, this is a hobby. Let me see what I can unlock with this hobby. And when I started unlocking this, 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 I was like, let's see how mm. far this can go. You know, and then I got made redundant, um, you know, during the second lockdown. And that's when I said, right, I'm going to eat, breathe and sleep this. So from 6 a.m., I would wake up every day, 6 a.m. I would do content creating. I would learn. I would there, there, go exercise. And, and I would not put my phone down until 2 a.m. Uh, sometimes 1, 2 a.m. And I, I did that for about six months. So I ate, breathe, ate breathed and slept social media, content creation, just so I could perfect that craft and see how far I could go. We, we still do that now. I'm, right. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with, with this game. We, uh, we, I love, uh, love working late and stuff. Stop watching TV, stop consuming anything other than, uh, I, I very rarely watch any other creators. Just, I just love, love the craft, love looking at our numbers, love looking at our stuff. We put out so much content. It's like, it's a, it's a relentless treadmill, but fuck it. I'm going to say something because, again, I, I need to give people, like, you know, the people that paved this path for people like me to come on this, this, this journey that I'm on. Like, I used to follow you. Mm. Oh, bless, man. Mate, I used to follow you from, like, I, I, I remember I would sit in my office, right, um, when I was doing um, the business development side of things, and I would sit and watch YouTube. And there you were, <laughs> Mr. Food Review Club himself. There was other people, like, as well, like Fit Waffle, uh, Tom Big Eats, um, uh, what Al Ape, you know, I would, I would watch you guys and I would be like, oh. It's funny looking back on that content Absolutely. now. I, I, felt so, I feel so embarrassed looking at it now nah. to what we've pro progressed to, but uh, it's kind of cool looking back and seeing how you've progressed. Absolutely. I mean, look, I look at my first video and I look at my, my the, you know, the, the, the style in which I do my, my, my current videos. Um, similar, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh my fucking God, really? Like, did I really, but, you know, but look, in life, everything is a natural progression, isn't it? So. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. We good? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, John, let's wrap it up. One final thing. 
Any uh, anything you're trying to push and promote at the moment? I see you got some new T-shirts dropping. Like this is your chance. Look down the ba- barrel and fucking give them give them both barrels, mate. If you want to support my journey, right, and you want me to start traveling all of the UK, Europe, and even the rest of the world, you've got to buy the Leng Leng T-shirts, the Leng Leng jumpers and hoodies, fresh to death. So whether you, whether or not you like it, Leng Leng, whether or not you're fresh to death or whether you're the CEO of AKN, click the link in my bio, purchase yourself something woo, oh so sweet and support this journey. Never underestimate how important, if, as your viewer, those sales to him and his journey are. It's not cheap running around like an, like an idiot doing all this content. Trust me, we know. You need your sponsors. You need your support. We need people like you to, to big us up and Absolutely. help us with, with those T-shirt sales for John will be a big deal. And allow him to do more, go further, put out more content, which benefits you guys. So, John, thank you for your time today. Thank you for having Please me. Please pass on our regards to uh, Uncle Sam. For sure. letting us have the shop. <laughs> Hopefully the audio's all right. We've got Mandem in the back here ordering chicken, but we're not yeah, faced. Yeah. We're yeah, not yeah. bothered. Hopefully it's been okay. If you've enjoyed this video, do your thing in the comments. Hopefully we can get back to this again soon. Maybe John can join us again for another video and we can have some more guests and maybe even lock off the shop if Uncle Sam will let us. I'm sure he will. Bosh. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. And that was... Well, what episode was that? Five? Four? Six? I have no idea. That just that was another podcast. <laughs>